0: Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. What is the kingdom of God suffering? And who are the violent who are causing this violence or the acts of violence in the kingdom of God? And what should the response be? What are we supposed to do? That's what God wants us to see this night. As we look into God's word, and as we read this scripture here, that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. From that time, John the Baptist was Sent by God to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. It's the king who sent. John to prepare the way. So that the kingdom of God can descend in. The midst of the people. And Jesus says over here. From the time when this was planned and executed. The kingdom of God faced much Violent opposition. The opposition was not like some kind of a mild force. But it was a violent force. Where is that force coming from? Who is the author of that force? And Jesus, did he say that? Just during John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. Or is it more than that? Is what the spirit of God wants us to see tonight. From the days of John the Baptist until now. And Jesus never said it ended. It continues. That the kingdom of God, in order to be brought to where we are, human beings are. In order for the kingdom of God to advance, we need to know that God's people who are involved in the kingdom of God are drafted by God on this side of eternity to be the soldiers of God Almighty on earth as human beings. To execute the will of God here on earth as it is in heaven. In short, bringing God's kingdom down to where we are is our job. It's our job. Releasing that which needs to be released for the earthly realm, for the people of God, to the people of God, is God's work. See, the storehouse in heaven, the treasures in heaven, comes from God. We don't own anything. We don't have anything. We come into this world with nothing. But we can go with a lot of things because as we receive from God and we make use of that, it multiplies. So when we leave this world, we can actually take a lot with us. The Bible says our works follow us and our works go before us also. So we have to have this understanding that. Even though our stay on earth is short and we keep moving from one station to the other and before we know we will have to leave this place and go. It's like someone who needs to go to another country. You either take the cab or someone drops you off at the airport and then you stand in that line and then you go through the security check and you do the check-in and you do all those stuff. And, and then you wait, you know, to get your boarding pass and you get your boarding pass and then you go and stand in the line again and do another, you know, check. And, and after that you get on the plane and that doesn't mean that once you sit on the plane that you are now the next minute on the other side, no. You sit there and you wait there and the plane takes you. You sit there until the plane takes you there. So you are in the, the plane in short. You can look at the sky outside and say, well, it's taking so long and so let me out and give me the, you know, parachute. I'm going to just jump from here. No. Everyone inside in their right mind will know that they should stay. And if you are told, you know, by the captain that you need to put your seatbelts on, during certain times, you have to do it. If you don't do it, you'll be taken out of the plane. We have to follow the rules because the rules are kept for our own protection. If we don't follow the rules, then we can not only damage ourselves, we can damage the rest of the people in the plane. The church of God is like that. God brings us and he takes us. All the way to glory. In this world, we go from one station to the other. There are different trials and testings we will go through. Different security checks and different places where you have to show. Constantly keep showing your, your passport and your ticket and your boarding pass. You have to keep showing every time you go. In your life, your checkpoint or your place that you are checked... Your security place is the place where your faith will be tried. Do you really have the ticket and is your ticket real ticket or you brought something else? Does it have whatever needs to be there to say your seat number or your gate number and whatever is there, your name and whatever. And do you have a passport along with a ticket or you just have the ticket? If you don't have the passport, you can't go. Faith without works is dead. And as we are called in this world, as strangers and pilgrims going towards our heavenly country, which is a real place, our home in heaven, we need to have our credentials, we need to have our license, we need to have our passports, and we need to have whatever is required in order to pass through every checkpoint. Remember that. You can say, "Well, why should I have passport?" You know, there are some people who say, these guys are trying to get my personal information and they're trying to, you know, get all these things. I'm not going to give my last name. Try it and see if you'll get a passport, first of all, to begin with. Well, I can't do these things because, you know, this is uh, um, infringing upon my rights. Then you will stay where you are. You're not going to travel. There are some people who say, I want to obey the rules that God says. Who are they to put it? Well, your attitude itself shows that you have tremendous pride. You can't go from one place to another. For people who say that, well, I'm not going to stand on the line and I don't need that security check, by the way. And they're treating me like a criminal. And why should they come in with that metal detector and try to put my luggage through this and try as if I have a mom in there? I'm not doing anything. And why should they do that? And I don't agree with this. Well, you can keep all your ideas and notions to yourself and stay on the other side. You cannot get on the plane. God is speaking to our hearts today. It's not about what you agree or what you disagree. It matters. It does not matter. Understand this. What you agree and what you disagree when you come to the word of God does not matter at all. Because the truth matters. If you are supposed to bring your passport, make sure you apply for the passport and make sure you have your passport with you. If you have to go and inherit eternal life, at the time we can say, well, I don't think I can do this. I have to do other things. I don't agree with what God says, and I don't agree with what God's word says, and I don't agree with what God says through God's servants. And, well, I don't agree with any of those things. And so, so stay where you are. Every rule that God has, every commandment that God has given, every boundary that God has placed – Know that it is for your good and for the good of the body of Jesus Christ. The security check is for you to be safe and for the rest of the people who will be in that airport and board on the plane to be safe. Every rule that God has placed, it's for your good and for the good of those around you. So boundaries are necessary. Boundaries are important. God placed boundaries are for your safety and those that try to violate that and jump out of that will do to their own hurt. God is speaking at this hour. You know what will happen? People when they try to jump the turnstile, beat the fair, try to somehow bypass that security check and try to run, cops will come and get them. A person who has nothing to hide has nothing to worry about. If you're not carrying anything hazardous, you have no fear. Just put the bag there and walk. Let them check you, let them check your stuff, pass through that. Why make a big deal of it? But when people have things that are hidden, when their lives are not right before God, when there is something on the inside, when there's another side to a person, then the commandments of God The rules from God, the restrictions from God will actually become a burden for them. All of a sudden they'll say, I don't agree. Well, Mr. or Miss or Mrs., whether you agree or disagree does not matter to God. It means nothing to God. It is you who will lose our gain by obeying or disobeying the guidelines that God has put for you to protect you and the rest of God's people. God is speaking to our hearts today. The kingdom of God suffers violence. How does it suffer violence? The spirit of God is speaking of this hour. How does the kingdom of God suffer violence? Let me tell you this. The kingdom of God suffers violence by Satan using people, human beings, human beings who are Completely against God. That means you can just see Satan on them. They just hate Jesus. They just hate church. They just hate God's service. They just hate God's people. They just hate anything and everything that's got to do with God. You know that. Satan uses them against God's work. So those are the people who will give trouble. They call them obvious troublemakers. They will give trouble to god they will give trouble to the house of god they will give trouble to a believer you'll see that happening at workplace you can see that happening in colleges you can see that happening you know in in a church setting where people who are hostile to jesus christ they will start giving trouble well you can have your church here and you can you know, park there and you can't you know do this here and they will give a lot of trouble they won't give permits you know for church construction and and you see that happening in the lives of believers, like at workplace, because they follow Jesus Christ, all of a sudden they'll get their points taken off or, or suddenly whatever belongs to them will be taken and put somewhere else. And you know, they'll be pushed into a corner and all kinds of things to put them down or some promotions can be denied. There are things that happen. What is happening? The violent is. Violently pushing his way in to see how he can oppress, eliminate, terminate the work of God. This is where we need to know that the power of God is more powerful than the powers of darkness and as long as you are on the Lord's side. If you're not on the Lord's side, then there's no help for you. You are automatically by default on the side of the enemy. So you yourself become, will become a contributor. Uh, trouble to God's kingdom. But to those who are on the Lord's side, who are doing the will of God, the kingdom of darkness will violently come against them. That's one. That's one way of how the violent try to violently damage or cause damage to the the kingdom of God. Every individual who is part of the kingdom of God is also called someone as a temple of God or the house of God or the kingdom of God or they are part of the body of Jesus Christ. Body of Jesus Christ. Secondly, we see Satan will use, how will Satan try to damage the kingdom of God? By using unbelievers, people who hate God, obviously. Secondly, Satan will use people who won't obviously hate, but who will act very nicely on the outside, but they are highly deceptive. They are wolves in Sheep's clothing sent by Satan. They're not real believers, but they'll come in like believers and try to see how many believers they can snatch and divert and deviate and, and take them to hell with them. Satan does that. Thirdly, Satan will use people who are supposed to be believers from within the church. He will use them as a violent force to shake the faith of somebody, to hinder somebody. And they'll say, oh, this person did this to me, so I'm not going to church. Or, oh, this person talked about this to me, so I'm not going to go to church. What is Satan doing? He's using one person against the other to knock who? You. We have to understand. The kingdom of God suffers violence. If you don't do anything about it, then you will be dropped out. If you don't do anything about it, then you'll be pushed aside. By whom? Not by God, but by the devil. Once you go to the side, where that side is the devil's side, then you won't have God's protection upon you. So the kingdom of God suffers violence by Satan using human beings who are God-haters against God's people. He'll use deceivers who look like sheep, but they are wolves. He'll send them in. To snatch the sheep away. And then he will also use the so-called believers from everywhere to see how he can steal, kill and destroy those who are sincerely seeking God. A violent force that comes in a very passive way, in a very sweet way. But it's a violent force. It's just coming to just knock you off. Now you think about this. You can have a big tsunami come and take over a portion of the land. You can have fire come and take over the portion of the land. You can have hurricane come and take over the portion of the land. You can have heavy rains come and destroy the portion of the land. These are all different ways in which destruction takes place. You can have an army come and throw bombs at a certain place and destroy a portion of the land. Regardless of the method or the avenue of destruction. The end result is destruction. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent, they take it by force. So Satan uses human beings, God haters, deceivers. And then he uses people who are believers themselves. Because they are not walking with God. He uses them to become a stumbling block to someone else in the house of God. Now, do you want to be someone who is like wobbling all the time and every little thing, a little paperclip can knock you off your feet and all the time crying, oh, my, I lost one tooth and like I lost you. It's like a, what does say? one tooth missing and one tooth there, another tooth missing and and you have bruise over here, bruise over there because every time you try to walk, you fall because... Something is wrong with you. You're not able to stand strong and you don't have proper balance and you don't have the strength to walk and even a little paperclip can trip you off. There are some people like that. And you call that self. When self is there strong in a person, they're the most weakest person spiritually. Those who are full of themselves cannot stand, cannot walk, can't see, right, can't do anything in the kingdom of God. They would just waste away. You now there's this very demonic disease called muscular dystrophy. If you don't know it, read about it. I know a young person who died from it. Actually two people who died from it. It was, one was a child and another one was a teenager. Not something to take light of. A disease will destroy a person. Little by little by little, but it will progress so fast. Not only does it destroy a person's limbs, you know, hands and feet, but it destroys the heart, it destroys the lungs, it destroys every part of the body, but the muscle just wastes away. Many Christians are like that. When they have this disease called self, it just destroys every part of the soul, every part of the mind, every part of the body. Everything is distorted because of that self that has been allowed to flourish. I'm going to repeat that one more time. When self is allowed to flourish, it's like feeding that cancer cells with sugar. If you don't know, know this. You want to be healthy, stay away from that which is unhealthy. Don't come for prayer if you put bad things in your body and actively become an agent of Satan to destroy your own body. A little bit of sugar is enough to cause cancer cells to spread like crazy. A little bit of sugar is enough to bring your immune system down. A little bit of sugar is enough Keep doing it regularly and say, well, it's just only a quarter teaspoon. Well, quarter teaspoon for you, not for what's inside of you. They just feed off on that. You allow self to thrive and say, well, I am not that bad as that person, and uh, I have a little bit of self. It's okay, and I can just... Take care of it little by little. It'll take over you faster than you think. And it'll bring you down sooner than you will expect for it to bring you down. God is speaking at this hour. If you don't go after that which is violent, which is trying to destroy you, you'll be destroyed. Don't be a passive Christian. A real Christian will not be a passive Christian. A real Christian cannot be a passive Christian. Satan uses people, he uses people who are God haters, he uses people who are hypocrites. Those are wolves that come in sheep's clothing and he uses people who are inside the church where they are really not walking with God, they are half in the world and half in in the church and their life is not fully in alignment with God and what happens they becomes a, they become a stumbling block to another believer. So Satan can use all these things. To see how he can knock somebody down. It depends on your strength. If you're like a rock. No matter how much Satan will try. Only his fist will break. But if you're like a cardboard cut out image. Then you will crumble very fast. He can just punch a hole. And he can punch all kinds of holes. And just bring it down to nothing. Where your cut out figure won't even stand anymore. God is speaking at this hour. Put away self. If you want to serve God, put away self. Be smart. Put away self. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. I'm going to split the scripture into a few sections that the Holy Spirit is showing me at this hour. It's a place before you, so it'll be easier for you to absorb. And, uh, purpose for this is for you to absorb, digest, and live, live by it. May the Lord give you a sound understanding of what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. The external force is one type of force. It's like the tsunami. And then you have another force. Which comes from within. It comes through the hypocrites. Those are the wolves that come in sheep's clothing. They appear one on the outside, but they're totally different on the inside. Where are they? They are within the house of God or the community of believers at large. And then you have these wobbly Christians who don't take care of themselves. So every time they wobble, they'll try to knock someone else off. Another wobbly one falls off because this wobbly hasn't taken care of itself. And so we'll just wobble all over the place and knock this and knock that and knock this and knock that. And you know what? Then someone else, they have to go and pick up and pick up and pick up up and clean up and clean up. And everywhere this wobbly person goes, make a mess everywhere. Imagine how it'll be. The bottom line is, some kind of a destruction is happening constantly. Why? The kingdom of God suffers violence. But that violence is happening in different forms. Sometimes it could be a nice sweet talk in how they give uh, poison, inside nice food, like they used to do. It came out in papers many years ago. They used to put razor blade inside Halloween candy and give to kids. That's Satan. Like that, there are many people who come and say nice things, sweet things, and they will draw the hearts of the people away from the living God, and they will even use scriptures. Be careful who you associate yourself with. And then you have others who are like weak-minded Christians, where they don't care about others, they always care about themselves, and they'll knock this off and knock that off and they won't read properly, they won't pray properly and they'll come and what will be seen? The flesh. And even a new believer that comes they see the flesh and many times they get turned away because a new believer, they don't have the immune system for it. The kingdom of God suffers violence. Satan's working in all different ways to see how he can scatter the work of God, how he can scatter the people of God, how he can bring down the house of God. But... Who is the builder of the house of God? Jesus Christ himself. And then you will have another force that comes. Hey, I know more than the pastor. I know more than the prophet. I know more than the teacher. I know more than all of you over here. Now that's a Lucifer spirit that comes in. God is speaking to our today. In many different ways, Satan will come against a believer. From within and from without. A violent force, but it come, that violent force will come in all different shapes and forms. You have to understand. If Satan wants to put something down, someone down, if he has to use a mallet, he will use a mallet for that head, and if he wants to use a hammer, he'll use a hammer. Whatever he wants to use, he will use. He has different types of tools that he will use. He want, If he wants to craftily come in, he will look for that little door. And if you're not paying attention, he'll come and just pull you by your ankle and make you fall flat forward. If you're not careful, Satan will come. Yes, he's a violent force, but he's a very clever, crafty force. He will come in a way when you don't expect And he'll come through someone you never thought will happen. But if you are strong, you'll be able to knock out all those forces down. You won't fall. That's the key. That's what God is emphasizing this, this night. You need to strengthen yourself. Who will not be shaken? The strong will not be shaken. Who will not be scattered? the strong will not be scattered. Who will overcome and who will overthrow? The strong will overcome and overthrow. In short, if you are not strong, you'll be swept away. Because the violent force will come and it'll come to pull you down. Well, isn't that common sense? If you don't eat, you're going to be weak. One day, two days, three days, and don't eat and say, well, I don't want to eat. You know, like some people who are plagued with um, anorexic behaviors, spirits, basically. They won't eat and eat and they won't eat. And be skin and bones. They can't really do much. They have no energy. They can't do anything. The brain, the organs are all shrunk. They'll be 40 years old and look like nine years old. If you don't have strength, you will fall. If you don't do what you should do to strengthen yourself, you will fall because everything has been given. Food is given. Supplements are there. Whatever you need to take to strengthen yourself, you need to do. Everything is available in the market. But the person failed. What are they doing? Whatever is there, they're just discarding. I don't want it. 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 No wonder. They're weak and then they end up in the hospital after that. Why? Because they did it to themselves. God is speaking at this hour. Spiritually, you can starve yourself. Spiritually, you can neglect yourself. Spiritually, you can neglect everything that God has given. And then you'll be crying, oh, Lord, why am I like this? Why not? Why won't you? If you don't do what you're supposed to do, you will be weak. Oh, Lord, you know, I've seen some people come and say, I'm trying, I'm trying. I don't know why. But one question I'll ask. Are you really trying? Because if you're really trying, you will succeed. Because God is there to give you everything you need. His word cannot lie. Others are doing well because others are putting in the effort. They are eating what they should eat. They are drinking what they should drink. See, if you go to a doctor and say, I drank lots of water, but your lips show that you are severely dehydrated. You know what the doctor will say? Oh, no, you're severely dehydrated. Unless you have some stomach disorder and your body is losing water. You need to hydrate yourself. If you don't hydrate yourself, you are going to faint. God sees everything. Either you have a disease that's causing severe dehydration. And that way you need to seek hydration and do everything you can. IV fluids or you get whatever is in the pharmacy to get your electrolytes in balance and get yourself hydrated. Whatever it is, you need to seek that help to get yourself hydrated. Get yourself well, and you can be, you know, on IV fluids the rest of your life. Your body has to get well, get over that virus, and get well. And then, will you be saying, doctor, I come to you every day and give me IV? No, you need to take your bottle and drink your water. You need to do what you have to do. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. There are times when you will need that IV. But if you say that I need IV every day, something is seriously wrong at that point. If you say that, while well, I'm not going to eat my food, just put some feeding tubes in, something is seriously wrong at that point. If you say that I can't drink water, I don't want to drink water, and, you know, it's a chore, I got to get up and go drink water, I'll just be in the hospital bed and let them just give me IV. Something is wrong at that point. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. The kingdom of God suffers violence. Oh, germs are out everywhere. Uh, mold spores are in the air. Viruses are out everywhere. Bacteria is everywhere. If your immune system is strong, you're not going to get every disease and everything that's out there. You can't live. But your immune system is really compromised. Whatever is out there, you'll be very quick to get it. God is speaking to our hearts today. Make sure you do your job. Make sure you strengthen yourself. Yes. The kingdom of God suffers violence. Yes. But are we going to focus? You know, there are some people who won't go outside. They say, oh, germs everywhere. Germs everywhere. You know, there are people like that. Homebound. Fear. Fear. No one in this house of God should be bound by fear because we have the power. You do your job properly. You're free to go outside. You're free to go take a walk. You're free to go to the supermarket. You're free to go everywhere. If your immune system is really good, you don't have to worry about germs that are out there. You do your job. And when you see something coming, when you see there's a symptom that's coming of a cold or something, then you do whatever you need to do for your body to raise up your immune system, kick it out. Your job, that's your job. The kingdom of God suffers violence, but are we going to say, oh my God, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. The devil. You'll be like the person who is dramaphobic and sitting inside the house, not living a life at that point because you're not doing what you should do. And you're giving power to what? Whatever is floating outside that you can't even see. But still it has power your body. If you don't do anything about your body, God is speaking at this hour. Yes, Satan is there. Yes, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but do you have the power to knock him out and put Satan in his place? Oh yes, if you're connected with Jesus, because he's made his people more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. He has given us the power. He has given us everything we need. So when you go outside, even though there are mold spores out there, you're not getting sick. When you go outside, even though you have a lot of virus and bacteria outside, you're not getting sick. But if you really know someone is really sick, but you say, I don't care if you're sick and I have a strong immune system, so I'm going to sit right next to you while you sneeze on my face, then you call that foolishness. You're going to come home with sickness because you put yourself foolishly at risk right next to the person. God is speaking at this hour spiritually, don't put yourself in a place where you shouldn't. You call that overconfidence, foolish mindset. We think that I'm so strong, nothing is going to affect me so I'll go and sit. The Bible says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, does not stand in the ways of sinners, does not sit in the seat of the scornful. No matter how strong he is, there are certain guidelines you must follow. You don't go and sit In certain places, you don't go and stand in certain places. Don't be overconfident and say, well, I'm fine. You know, you have strength as long as you are in your zone. The moment you go to the enemy's territory, he has the upper hand. Always remember that. When you go to the enemy's territory, he has the upper hand. Always remember, people who fight from their soil have a greater chance of winning. Especially if you're told by the commander, don't cross the line and you go by yourself, you are doomed. Remember, God is speaking at this hour. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent, they take it by force. Yes, there are many forces that come against the work of God, against a believer, against our journey to heaven. But the strong, those who are Stronger than the force that comes. Those who are determined to kick it out, to keep it out, are the ones who keep themselves safe and those around them safe. Spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual warfare happens every day. Remember this. You either lose or you win every moment. You either lose or you win every day. You either lose or you win every year. God has already given his victory for every believer. Now it's up to you. Whether you want to win or whether you want to lose. Lazy people will never win. Always remember. By default, they fail. If you're lazy, if you say that, I don't want to eat. I don't want to get up. I don't want to go to school. I just want to be in bed. I just want to be in bed and have my phone with me. I don't want to do any work. I just want to sit and watch TV. Think how that person's life will be. They're going to be sick in their mind and sick in their body and sick in every way. They're not going to have a proper life. Laziness will bring a person down. But a person who says... I need to make use of my time. I need to make use of my life. I need to make use of everything that God has given will prosper. The Bible says, do you see a man diligent in his business? Do you see a person who's really studious? Do you see a person who is not lazy, but not just not lazy, but who's really, really, really responsible and who does what is given to him or to her? Do you see? That person will stand before kings. They will not stand before ordinary people. A person who's really diligent and who puts his heart and soul into that which has been given to him or her will not stand before ordinary people because when when a person who's really diligent and who really does his job really well is spotted by people who are in authority, they're going to grab them. They're going to say, we need this employee. They, they'll be willing to pay no matter what it takes. In order to retain them or in order to bring them from some company to them. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you are spiritually, not only not lazy, but diligent. Then God will not only retain you, God will expand you. He will give more into your hands. But if you're spiritually lazy, Satan will be very happy. He'll have a field day. He'll say, hey, I'll rob some more from you. I'll take some more from you. You are one lazy fellow or you're one lazy girl. And so I will take away from you. No matter what I give you, always complain. All oh, this is hard to do. All oh, that's hard to do. And this is too much. And that's too much. And I can do this. And I can all kinds of things. And why should he even have anything to begin with? Satan will say, well, I don't have to work hard in your life. I can just easily take it from you. God is speaking at this hour. If you see a man diligent in his business, you can know for sure this person will automatically go all the way to the top. And praise God for such people. If we don't have such people, what will happen to this world? There are really people who are really hardworking and they take matters very seriously. And because of such people, we have electricity, we have heat, and we have so many innovations, inventions, and we have so many medical facilities, and we have all kinds of things happening, because there were people who didn't give up. They worked and worked and, worked, and worked, and worked, and worked, and worked, and worked, and worked, until they got to something. How much more spiritually? How much more in the spiritual realm? These are people for the earthly things. They give up sleep, they give up food, they give up this, they give up family time, they give up this, they give up that, because they say, I need to accomplish this. And they accomplished it. How much more in the spiritual realm? Where the forces of darkness are constantly there to see how they can destroy the work of God because they know for every soul that enters into the kingdom of heaven, Satan loses because he's not able to torment another soul in hell anymore. So he will try to see how he can take them back, how he can take them back. Are you going to be a strong Christian or a weak Christian? Are you going to be someone who is diligent or someone who gives excuses for everything? Know this. If you are a person who gives excuses for why you can't do what God has called you to do. Even simple things. If you are a person who says, oh, maybe tomorrow. If you are a tomorrow person, when what has been given into your hands is today. Know that you are a contributor to your own failure. I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. If you are a tomorrow person, when I say tomorrow person is not a person with a greater vision saying that, Lord, I did this for you today and tomorrow, Lord, I want to do more. I'm not talking about that. But a person who postpones stuff and said, later I will do it when you can do it now. When you can really put your effort and get it now. If you're a tomorrow person, I'm not talking about legitimate illnesses and legitimate things that are going on. But you just say, I'm tired and I don't feel like doing it and I don't want to do it. And Know this for sure. You will be a contributor to your own failure. But if you are a person who is keen on doing the will of God and doing whatever God has given into your hands, whether it's your job, whether it's serving the Lord, whether it's your schoolwork, whatever it is, or cooking, cleaning, whatever it is. But if you're diligent in what God has given into your hands, know this, you will not stand before ordinary men. You will stand before kings because God will find you worthy of adding more into your hands. God is speaking at this hour. The kingdom of God suffers violence. Whatever God wants to do in the life of a believer, the gates of hell will try to come in a post and will come and see how I can grab it and how I can take it. And it's constantly there trying to see how it can pull someone away from the call of God, how it can pull someone away from the faith, how it can pull someone away from their eternal destination. So the first thing we saw was active opposition that comes from outside Then we also saw active opposition, violence that comes through people who are hypocrites. Then we also saw that the violence that comes through, I mean, Satan using the carnality of a believer who is weak and uses them to cause another person to trip. This one falls and that one falls. You know, you you bump into something and what happens? Everything on the table, everything falls. And you end up having a big mess. Then... The violent force from hell also works, like I said, tsunami, fire, rain, landslide, all kinds of destruction. But the end result is destruction like that. Beyond these three avenues, there are many more avenues where Satan will come and say, well, I'm going to try to. Exert my force here. Where? In your finances. I'm going to come and exert my force here. Where? In your marriage to try to cause peacelessness. And so, you know, you know, some homes, when they get upset, they don't have family prayer. This one will be on this side and that one will be on that side. I mean, if you have no peace, how are you going to even pray? You should have family prayer. If God is important, if prayer is important, then you make peace between each other and go and pray. If you skip prayer that your spirit is not right. That means you have a very hearty spirit that says, I will not reconcile now. I will not humble myself now. And I will stay the way I am. Maybe I'll pray tomorrow. And I need to see how you behave first. Who are you to say? Are you God? In order to win someone over, you should be the person to humble yourself so that you don't become the cause of someone else falling and you don't fall in the process. Because there's no such thing as, oh, I am an agent For the cause of someone else while I'm standing. No, it doesn't happen. Satan will come and knock you off your feet. And while you fall, you pull somebody else down. God is speaking at this hour. No one should fall. No one should fall. And no one should cause someone else to fall. This is a very important topic. That the Spirit of God is addressing at this hour. So there are different avenues. External force, internal force. And then you have, with the external force, you have the enemy coming against the finances. Suddenly something breaks down. You call that external force where you have no control over. Suddenly your car breaks down, your fridge breaks down. And suddenly something happens and there's a loss here. And this, And then there are people who are weak in their faith. Immediately they say, oh, no, I'm having loss after loss after loss. And so what's the point in following God? After I came to Jesus, I have so much loss in soul. I'll just go back to my old ways. The violent was able to destroy that person's faith and take them to hell. Because they didn't have the inner strength. They didn't have the wisdom to see that there's the enemy. Beyond this is prosperity. But you know what? They just went by the temporal feelings. And they went by what they just saw. And they decided, I don't need heaven. I'm seeing what is happening here, and I will just stay with what comfort I can get now. Then the other force that Satan will exert is causing problems between married couples. Where all of a sudden, this one will say something, and that one will misunderstand something, and... And then they get into an argument and they get into the argument. One will feel like, what's the point even praying? Now I got angry. And so, so one will feel guilty and the other one feel righteous saying that I can't pray with you. Look at you. Look at your words and look at your mouth and look at your face and look at your attitude. I can't pray with you. One has a self-righteous haughty spirit. The other one will feel, oh, I ruined everything. Now I'm not worthy to pray. And now that's another demonic spirit of self-condemnation. Both are falling. And what's happening? Satan is very happy. Hey, I brought your construction down. Now your prayer life is down. Once he brings your family prayer down, know this for sure. A big door has opened. Satan will slither in now freely. He doesn't have to look for a crack. Now he knows a door is opened. You left your front door open. Your family prayer is like your front door. Remember that? Very important. And don't go with a sour attitude either and go and sit over there and just just pray like something. Like, you know, there's some people who come and sit in prayer and they'll try to preach in the prayer. Lord, make my uh, wife to be submissive and, uh, and uh, you know, they'll quote all the scriptures and then the wife will come and, you know, she'll pray. Lord, make this man um, not to be angry and cause this man to have some common sense. And that's not prayer. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is not a place where... You try And there are some people who pray where they will let their spouse or their children know their desires. Lord, I feel like I don't have this and I need this. Then the next person will say, oh, you need this. Some people do that in a church setting too. That's wrong. Your motive is wrong. Not only your prayers won't be heard by God, your prayers are heard by Satan too. When your motive is wrong, he has... And access right there to enter inside. Your motive must be clear. Your motive must be pure. When you pray, Jesus said, you pray to the Father, our Father who art in heaven. Who are you praying to? You're praying to God Almighty. You're not praying so that others can hear and say, oh, what a beautiful prayer and how many scriptures you can quote or, or, you know, how wonderful you're praying or, well, I can see that you need this in prayer. And so let me, you know, bring something and hide and put a surprise for you because you already said it in your prayer. God knows all kinds of human manipulations and tactics and don't you do that because those things are an abomination to God. When flesh and blood comes in, which means when Carnality comes in the life of a believer and they try to bring it inside and spiritualize it. Then what happens at that point, they open another door for Satan. And then there are other people who say, Oh, I wish I die. And I wish I die. And, uh, and I'm going to die. And don't say those things. If you're living, you should be living for God. If you're living, you should know that you're living because you have a purpose in this world. Are you living for your spouse? Some people say, well, the only reason I'm living, I'm living for your children. Well, you can live like that, but guess what? Your children are not going to go with you and you're not going to go with them. If that is your sole reason why you're living, then you've lost your purpose in life. Children and spouse and family members are given by God in this world. Those are all were earthly relationship blessings from God but we cannot idolize them. We should live for the one who died for us. You have a purpose and I have a purpose. You came alone and I came alone. I will exit alone and you will exit alone. We're not going to exit as families over here. No. Make sure you take care of your soul. Make sure you don't let the violent one destroy you. There are some people who say, I'm not going to read and pray because you know your attitude is wrong and you call yourself a believer. And so why should I read and pray? so you're going to go to hell because of that person because Satan just used that person to destroy your soul you won't allow that to be destroyed you're going to fight against that enemy and say no not only will I stand I'll make that person stand too because we are one I'm going to make my children stand too because God has given them to us we go alone but you know what you lay a strong foundation whether you go first or they go first we'll all be in the same place one day that's our goal for our church over here Save yourself and your hearers. At home, that should be your attitude. Don't let the violence take you and your family by force because you did nothing about it. If you don't do anything about it, guess who will win? Your opponent will win. Your adversary will win. Your enemy will win. Your destroyer will win. If you don't do anything about it, God is speaking at this hour. Be smart. God says, be wise, be wise, be wise. In our terms, we can say, be smart. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Be smart, be smart. No, this is how the enemy operates. He comes through external force and then he comes through internal force. Either way, he'll try. He'll try over there and then he'll try over here. He'll try from both sides and see if he can really rock your boat. But if your boat is really strong, nothing can penetrate that. If it's really a, a bulletproof, Vehicle, external force cannot penetrate unless you stick your head out from that vehicle and say, hey, even though the enemy is outside, God is speaking at this hour. Know yourself. Know where you stand. Know your enemy. Know your strength. Know the strength of the enemy. Strengthen yourself. Know that you have greater power through Christ and the one who is with you and in you and who is all around you is more powerful than the enemy. So don't leave his side and then go, don't move away from him. So the external force, the violent force comes from that violent man, Satan himself, who moves his demonic spirits to see how he can bring things down. And then you also have the violent force that comes through the pull. Like I said, sweet words, nice words. All of a sudden, how are you, honey? Where are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. Those few lines are enough to take a person down. Be careful. Stay away from plagues. Stay away from people who are plagues. Stay away from demonic presence and people who carry demonic spirits. Be very careful. Don't say, "Well, I'm very strong and no plague can come near me. I have the Lord." And don't be a fool going right to it. There are people who did it like that who are in the grave during COVID. They were overconfident and they went. They're no more here. God is speaking at this hour. Be careful. Your adversary, the enemy, is like a roaring lion looking to see whom he may devour. Satan will try to bring the pleasures of sin. He'll bring comfort. He'll try to bring prosperity. Didn't he try to do that with Jesus? He said, I'll give you all these things. I'll give you a name. I'll give you fame. I'll give you all. Well, all those things are already given by God to us. We need to mind our business and do our father's business. When we go after, lusting after, whoring after the things of this world, then Satan will actually give it to you. And you'll say, come on, adulterer, come this side. Know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Therefore, whoever is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. There's no middle ground there. If you're a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. You can't say, I love Jesus. You know, there are some people who write to me, they say that. Oh, my brother-in-law loves Jesus. He's an alcoholic. Oh, my God. What a contradiction. Oh, my sister loves Jesus. She's a drug addict. And I've seen people who say, I love my son. I love my daughter. Meanwhile. Meanwhile they're addicted to cocaine and their child is somewhere. You call them liars. You know what they actually love? They love cocaine. You know what they actually love? Alcohol, not Jesus. You think they love their children? No. They can say it, but their actions show what they really love. True love comes from God when you can actually separate your actions, from what you actually say. Jesus said this, if you really love me, you will keep my commandments. If you say you really love your child, then you will be with your child. You will give up anything for your children. If you say you love Jesus, you will give up anything for Jesus Christ. Yes, that's the truth. Anything more is a lie. This is why there are people who go and stand before God and say, Lord, we did this, and Lord, we did that, and Lord, we did this, and Lord, we did that in your name. And God will say, oh, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. You liar. You're a worker of iniquity. Get away from my face. Scary, isn't it? But that's the truth. That's how they lived. They thought they can play games with God. God is speaking to hearts today. violent force comes from within, and it comes from without. With all of these things that we see here, we need to know how the enemy works. He tries to come and hit the prayer life. He tries to come and hit the relationship. He tries to, why? His whole goal is to see how he can stop you from going to church, how he can stop you from, oh, I don't feel like going to church because I got to go help my family. I don't want to go to church because... I feel a little tired. I don't want to be in the presence of God, basically, that's how you say. Well, I'll just sit here and I'll just do streaming. I mean, streaming is only when you really can't. When you really can't. If you really can't get out of bed, which means you're not able to do, you're not able to go to work the next day. I mean, if I go Monday through Saturday, do all kinds of things, and then uh, when uh, when... I have to, attend Bible studies, when I have to attend fasting prayer, when I have to go to church, you say, oh, I feel so tired. I'm just going to do long distance. And God sees that. God really sees that. How much you esteem the presence of God? What are you actually doing? Are you making an effort? Is that important to you? Being in the presence of God, what God is, is it important to you? According to that, God will bless you. The kingdom of God suffers violence. So what does the violent do? The violent spirits come and it says, well, do you really have to go today? Do you really have to be there today? You know, there are some people who think, am I needed in church? If I'm needed in church, I will be there. If I'm not needed in church, then I don't. Well, (laughs) at that point, you make yourself God. Scary, isn't it? If you come to church because you have something to do, and uh, you know, can't come to the church because you don't have something to do. Then you are placing yourself in the place of God. You have to come to church whether you have anything to do or not. You're coming to the house of God because you want to worship him. You're coming to the house of God because you want to offer yourself to God. How come there's this shift? You call that giving over to the violent force that is coming. To say, I don't go. You don't have to go. You can save money on gas. Bright idea, really. Anytime we try to play smart when it comes to things of God, guaranteed you'll face loss after loss after loss after loss after loss, monetarily. Because you let the serpent come inside and try to play smart there. God is speaking to our hearts today. The Spirit of God is bringing all these things outside. Not because I had a hundred people call and tell me today, well, I'm not coming to church and that's why pastor's coming. No, no. Know this. Jesus comes there every single time we gather together. Jesus comes here every single time we gather together. We need to have that reverence for God. We need to honor that time. We can just say, well, I don't have a tent today and I'll listen to the recording tomorrow and... Our attitude matters. God sees that our blessings will come according to the attitude. And when our attitude is bad, guess what? You have opened the door to that violent force. He came and he robbed something important from your hand. The kingdom of God suffers violence. But the violent take it by force. Who are the ones? When you see all these external forces... Forces that you can't control and forces that you can't control. These are two things you have to remember. Forces that you can't con- cannot control, can't control are happenings. Suddenly, somebody gets sick. Suddenly, your car breaks down. Suddenly, your fridge breaks down. Suddenly, you get fired from your job. or Suddenly, your position is taken away. Suddenly, there's a loss. Suddenly, the place you're worshiping, they say that you can't have church anymore there. These are all the external forces. Suddenly things happen. Out of your control. External forces. From Satan, but he's using the external forces beyond your control. But then from within that Satan uses, or he uses situation in the Family, where you're trying to say something, the next person understands something, and he says, I think that's better. And you say, no, it's not better. And I, what I say is better. And now, this is something you can control. Closing your mouth tight is something you can control. Where you actually let the violent one come in. And you see, that's why you have to practice humility. If you want to really exert force and become stronger than the strong man, the first thing is close your mouth. Put a boundary where you say that this force cannot enter into my marriage anymore. This force cannot enter into my home anymore. This force cannot enter into my children's life anymore. This force cannot enter into my private life anymore. There are certain things that Satan will bring, but it's within your control. But you can just kick him out. Not give room. You can still pray. You can still forgive. You can still give room. But God will work in the other person and the other person will automatically come and apologize. When you close your mouth, you'll see God move in your life. These are things you can control. But when things you can control is not controlled by you, then Satan has control over your family. He has control over your marriage. You just open the door wide. When you can actually hold the door and make sure you lock the door And protect your home, your marriage, your family, your finances, your health. That which you can control. You don't do your part. Then the enemy will just freely come in. It'll be like a sudden thing. All of a sudden, a guy came inside with a gun and he put the gun to your head and to your family. and He said, I'm going to kill you all. Give me your bank account. Give me this and give me that. And he takes and you're just giving everything away. You know why? You did not lock your front door. You didn't lock your front door. Family prayer is very important. Remember, because Satan came in and he just distracted you, or you didn't read and pray, and all of a sudden, other you know, some people say, "I don't read." I when I don't read and pray, I become like the devil. Something is wrong at that point. Something is wrong at that point. You can't become like the devil when you don't read and pray. You should be reading and praying. You should be like Jesus, but you shouldn't become like the devil when you don't read and pray. You should be reading and praying every day, but. For some reason you are not able to, still the nature of Christ, the spirit of God will sustain you. Not because you deliberately neglected the word of God. If you deliberately neglected the word of God, then what happens? You have opened the door to the devil already. No wonder you behave like the devil. God is speaking to our hearts today. We need to be people who put first things first. We need to be people who are diligent. That means when you come inside the house, make sure you didn't leave your car keys for some thief to take it and go. When you come inside a house, make sure you lock the door. You don't leave the car, the door keys hanging on your front door outside and walk inside. And the people who are so carried away with the phone conversation, they'll just leave everything as it is for some thief to come and take it. That's being foolish. No matter who you are talking to, you have to be careful. Whatever you may be doing, you need to be alert. This is where God says in his word, be sober, be vigilant, be alert, for your adversary is just going around. He's trying to go around and see which front door is open, which front door is open, and which are front door is open, the thief comes in. Make sure you keep all your doors closed. And when the enemy comes in, bangs on your door, make sure when he bangs on your door, make sure that your door is really strong. It shouldn't be like a little cardboard door. Will you do, will you put your closet door as your front door? Will you do that? If you try to save money on that and try to put it, you'll be called a fool. You need to have proper door. Your front door. Your windows cannot be like little mirrors that are there. Very cheap, flimsy ones that are there. Where if you just bang your head and everything falls off. Certain areas you can't compromise. You can't say that I'm trying to cut costs and I'm trying to be smart. No, that's not being smart. That's being foolish. You cannot compromise on certain things. When it comes to the peace in your home, don't you compromise on that. Don't let ego come in and be a fool to compromise on the peace. No matter what happens, every Christian couple, especially here, every mother and daughter or father and son or children and parents in this church should be smart enough to maintain the peace in the home. No matter what the devil tries, to say, I'm not going to let Satan enter into my house. That means somebody has to humble themselves, be wise enough, be that strength have the strength on the inside and be the strong person through Christ working in them. Humble yourself. You will save yourself and the next person. God is speaking at this hour. These are the external forces that the enemy tries. He tries repeatedly. He brings people. He brings materials. He brings things. He brings old friends and he brings new friends and he brings People who are from his side, and he'll try to bring people who are from the other side, and he can try all kinds of things. He's a violent man who uses different types of weapons to enter in, to destroy his people. Jesus said that. He said, the cares of the world, the pleasures of sin, They choke the word. Jesus said this. People who don't make room. For the word to go in. They they don't till their ground properly. Then it's full of rocks. They're not going to grow. They're going to die spiritually. People who don't tend to their yard. And it's full of thorns. They're not going to grow. They're going to die eventually. If you. Don't take care of that which is the most toxic in the life of a believer. Even an unbeliever. You know, a person who is full of ego is not going to prosper anywhere. How much more in the kingdom of God? A person who is full of self is causing themselves to die spiritually. It's like you're sitting in a room with carbon monoxide and you say, well, air is air. Oxygen is one type of gas that you breathe and carbon monoxide is another one. Carbon dioxide is one, it's all air anyway. So I shall sit here and breathe whatever it is because I have work to do. I have to finish my assignment or I have to pay my bills. Sit in a room with carbon monoxide and continue doing what you're doing. See what will happen. You won't be able to complete your assignment or finish paying your bills. You'll be gone. Take care of the most toxic thing in your life, which is self. If you don't take care of it, you won't be able to complete your assignment on earth. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. Today the focus is not letting the enemy to come near you not opening the door for the enemy and not being weak in your spirit, not being a stumbling block to others. you don't wobble and cause other people who are wobbling to fall you don't fall. You identify your external forces you know how the enemy works. It is important to be alert and to know how the enemy works. And the importance of family prayer, personal prayer. And to have the right motive and right attitude, right spirit. Not to let the enemy in. The kingdom of God suffers violence today. The spirit of God is highlighting the war, the spiritual warfare, the true state of a believer. What we face every day, that's the truth. That's the truth. God emphasized the importance of keeping your body holy, your mind holy, your mouth holy, your eyes holy. What you put inside your body is important A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump, a little bit of sugar will cause your cancer to spread, cause your tumor to grow, cause your immune system to go down. Don't let any kind of uncleanness of any measure stay in your spirit, in your mind or in your body. Be careful. God has spoken these things and don't allow self to thrive inside of you because If you allow it to thrive in you, know that you'll be dead spiritually before you know. It will be the cause of your spiritual demise. God is speaking at this hour. As the Holy Spirit wants me to stop here, I will. But tomorrow, God is going to take us further into the same scripture as the Spirit of the Lord is showing me today. We're going to see in in a greater... Detail to a greater depth of how the violent take it by force. What do they take by force? And how do they take it by force? Is what God will speak to us tomorrow. But today, you need to have the strength on the inside. You need to have the wisdom to keep the enemy out. You need to have the wisdom to not let the enemy come near you. You see all the types of forces that are there out to get you. At the same time, you can walk out freely if your immune system is good. You don't have to worry about the mold in the air, the toxic air in the air. And you don't have to worry about all the things that are outside if your immune system is strong. At the same time, God also spoke to us today. How important it is you stay in your soil, in your ground. Don't go to the enemy's territory. Don't think that you can sit in a place where carbon monoxide is and think that you'll be fine. Don't think that you can go into the enemy's zone and say that I'll be fine. Don't be overconfident and lose your soul. A prudent man foresees evil. And he hideth himself. The simple pass on and are punished. God's word says that. A wise person will see evil coming from a distance. And a wise person will hide himself from the distance. But the fool, the Bible says, will just go on and say, even though, you know, like some people, no matter how many times they'll announce, you have a hurricane here or a fire here. Evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. And you know, they'll say that, obviously, I don't want to leave that. I you know, I have all my stuff here and I don't want to leave that. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing. They're just simply scaring and spooking us all out. And you know what? They'll end up dying. God never issues empty warnings, remember. Make sure you attend to your garden. Make sure you take care of your spiritual immune system. Make sure you don't contribute to your own spiritual demise. Make sure you don't put anything that you shouldn't put inside of you that will kill your soul. Don't do anything that will shipwreck your faith. God is speaking at this hour. You do that what you should do. With all that God has given to you. All the food that he has given to you. You eat. Eat when you eat. Sleep when you sleep. Work when you work. Do what you have to do. In an appropriate manner. You're going to be fine. Eat what you have to eat. Stay away from that which is harmful to your body. Don't say, well, God is my health and he said that. No, disease will come near me and so I will eat everything I should. If you have diabetes, you know you shouldn't go near anything that will increase your diabetes. Stay away from it. If you know you have high blood pressure and certain things will contribute towards that, do that which is right for your body. Because your body is the temple of God. And as I said, don't say that, oh, I want to really live for my child. Don't make your children, your family, your idol. Because they'll all leave and go. The only one who will never leave you is the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to have a proper purpose to live. As the Apostle Paul said, for me to live is For me to die is gain. To live is Christ. If I'm living, I'm living for Christ. And by you walking with Christ, your family will benefit from it. Your friends will benefit from it. Your co-workers will benefit from it. They will all see Jesus in you. The purpose For which you must live. For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. We need to have that attitude. Where we love God with all our hearts. Mind, soul and strength. We are living for Christ. And you know anytime a man or a woman who really loves God with all their hearts, mind, soul and strength and live for the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll be the most loving, most giving, most caring. The nature of Christ will flow through them and the families will be really blessed by them. Each one of you should be that. An overflow of the nature of Jesus Christ from you to those around you. And you, you will be the most faithful, most loving, most giving, most generous, most patient, most kind. All those things come from our Father in heaven. So the purpose why we live has to be right. If that is right, then all those around you will be blessed greatly. But if your focus is off, if your focus is off, then everything will be off. That's like if the center is off, everything will be off. God is speaking to our hearts today. God has spoken many things in many different ways. And God has spoken to us the types of warfare, spiritual warfare. We can get even deeper, way deeper in that, but For today, this is enough for us to know. If you can get a grasp on this, and if you can start doing what you should be doing, you will accomplish many things for the Lord, and you will overcome the enemy easily. So, focus on these things. And as we close our eyes and go into prayer, we must be people... Really want to be a reflection of the Savior. Yes, the kingdom of God suffers violence. But you know what? His mighty warriors, they overcome and they overtake the enemy. God wants to turn you into such a warrior in the kingdom of God. God is speaking to your hearts today. You don't want to be a Christian who is like the germophobic guy who doesn't want to leave the house because he feels there are germs all over and living in bondage. But you want to be a person who takes care of your body well and who can go out freely and fulfill that which you need to fulfill every day and be a blessing to all those around you. Be such a person in your soul. Take care of your soul. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Be a person who will put first things first. Let Jesus be your priority. Let Jesus be your priority. Let the reason for why you live be the reason that God has for you. Then you won't have any fear of the enemy at the same time. You won't be like a fool who will go... Sit right next to a person who is sick. You won't be paranoid about the enemy, but at the same time, you won't be careless. You'll make sure you have all the doors closed. You will not only not be weak, but you'll be strong, strong and smart. That's what God is looking for. Be strong spiritually and be smart spiritually. Be wise. And be harmless. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Father thank you Lord for. Speaking to us. Through your word. What we need. To possess in order for us to build your kingdoms. what you spoke father. I pray that you'll bless your people. Help them to understand even more of what you're speaking. As you speak each and every day, every single day, may people grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless them, Father. Make each and everyone strong in you, Jesus. Let truth be in the inward parts of their beings. Let no one live a lie. Let each be strong. Cause your people to know your purpose in you and live to fulfill that purpose, Lord. I pray that you will cover your people with your precious blood. Thank you for giving us Jesus Christ and giving us all things through Jesus Christ to fulfill what God has for us to fulfill. Help us, Lord to be strong soldiers in the kingdom of heaven. Soldiers that are worthy in your sight, who can bring down the powers of darkness through the power of the Holy Spirit. With this blessing, I bless you people with. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will. Magnify Jesus Christ all the more in the days to come, in the lives of your people. Thank you, Lord, for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.